0: Greetings cyberspace and welcome to episode 142 of the Double Density podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Density, your home to tick tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, we are back in digital form after taking a break for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're doing our summer hour type thing. We're recording shorter episodes and maybe not as often. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for both of us. So uh, I'm glad that we're here right now uh, in digital form. Digital form.
1: Um, You're not sick yet, are you?
0: No, no, though um you and I both have uh, issues with the pollen and on Thursday I took a walk during the lunch hour which was a mistake because I was convinced that the covid had got me. So
1: yeah, I wake up every morning with my ears blocked and they stay blocked throughout most of the day. Uh, I guess my sinuses affect my ears. Really great for podcasting.
0: Exactly, yeah. On my end it's like a, you know, the scratchy throat, then I can't smell anything from my nose, but I can definitely taste things, so it's Super, super annoying. Running and sneezing, you know, on a regular basis. This is quickly becoming the allergy uh, exactly. podcast. So to anyone out there with a uh, pollen allergy, we uh, salute you.
1: Yeah, it's been bad. <laughs> it's been really yeah. bad this <laughs> yes. year. I'm, I, like, I'm in my 40s and this is the first year where I've realized, oh, maybe I, I have seasonal allergies because they've never affected me before.
0: Or like right. I think I have mentioned to you, I've always thought, oh, maybe I just have a late spring cold. Yeah, no, for me it's always, uh, it's funny because it's like, it's, it's my third year of this. So I'm just uh, I'm now understanding that I ha- I have allergies. I grew up with a dad that has,
1: uh, and I guess he still has really bad allergies. I guess the 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 medication he started taking later on now has been better because I he doesn't complain about it as much. But okay. I guess because I don't live with
0: them anymore. Well, there's also that <laughs> right. You're not yeah. in the same house. Yes, that's true. So uh, any uh, any updates since we've been away? I've been reading a lot. I've been listening to a lot of the music. It's weird. You know, I've been working, but it, it strangely feels like I'm retired almost. Like I just, I shuffle out for a walk. I, uh, you know, I go to the grocery store, I come home, I hang with my wife. You're like the old executive they brought out of retirement to help with a project. Yeah, exactly. Only uh, it's a number of projects and I'm continually employed, which is good. I'm very happy about that. But yeah, it's just like this weird scenario where I just, I work from my living room and just shuffle onwards and upwards. Well, I might not be working from my living room much longer. I'm probably going to be turning with what was
1: once a spare bedroom in the basement into more of an office, uh, and I guess podcast
0: studio, but uh, more of an office than a podcast studio. Great. How many times have you texted about that today? Twice. Mm, Two long strings of text, though. I guess. <laughs> uh, this is an exciting kind of uh, situation for you. It's, it's nice to have a new milieu. Yeah, I even,
1: I got a new little mini keyboard as well for recording stuff. So if ever I have a quick idea, I can always just play it into that. So now I'll have, if I, what I envision now downstairs is I'll have the desk with office type stuff for work and I'm surrounded by a 88 key old keyboard that has to plug in the old fashioned way via MIDI and then a newer 61 key keyboard that plugs in via usb and now this little mini 25 mini key uh usb midi controller so i'll have lots of midi controllers to control midi with so basically it's this is your your version of a man cave i guess without a tv
0: yeah but i mean like a computer could be turned into a tv yeah my
1: computer screen is big enough for that although uh it's great i have to say this screen is great for zoom calls because
0: i can see everybody on the screen and relatively big sizes too Oh, everyone's dream here. Uh, speaking of TV, I've been watching a lot more trash TV. So I recently uh, finished season four of A 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, you know, it's out there. I don't even know what that is. It's, uh, it is a reality show on TLC. So you have real television then? No, no. Let's put it that way. Okay. So you find it on, uh, that's over the air somehow. B- back of the internet truck. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but what we do have on Netflix is The Great Canadian Baking Show, which uh, we just finished all three seasons of. My daughter has been watching that. She loves baking shows. Yeah, it's very soothing. But now she's... So, you know what, like,
1: what do 11-year-old girls usually want on wish lists for things? I don't know, but mine wants candy
0: thermometers. Yeah, I really can't answer that question. I have not interacted with an 11-year-old since I was 11, so... Ah, okay. Hand mixers. These are things she's asking me for. (laughs) I mean, these are easy to order, right? So thankfully, it's not like, I need this specific thing that you need to get me now. But she wants, like, the Cadillac of candy thermometers. They're, like, $80. Well, you know what? Christmas is only six, six months away. We're six closer away, to yeah.
1: Christmas than we are past Christmas,
0: right? Maybe? Uh, not yet, soon. Not yet, yeah, soon. Soon, once the uh, days start getting shorter. Yes, uh, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of um, very strange TV, very soothing TV. I'm curious to hear if any of our listeners out there have been watching um, shows uh, that are different from the norm. You can go ahead and tweet at us at uh, Double Entrepreneur Density on Twitter let us know what you're watching. We'll uh, We'll definitely engage with you over there.
1: What I'll be watching soon is the uh, WWC online keynotes that they're all going to be doing. Since they're not having it in person, uh, they're going to be doing lots of stuff online. So it should be kind of fun. It's coming up on
0: June 22nd. Are you going to be watching closely, Brian? Uh, Probably not. That is uh, Monday, right? I don't want to be there. Monday, June 22nd, yes. Yes. So, funnily enough, Angelo, I had a Facebook memory come up today from exactly two years ago today, so we're recording here on the 13th of June, and it is for episode 59 of WNC where we talked about WWDC as well as dinosaurs. Remember the warp drives that uh, the government put together with the uh, funny- drawings dinosaurs? long that long ago? Two years ago, Angelo.
1: Well, it's June, right? That's when WWDC usually happens, although it happens earlier in the year, usually, uh, usually the first week of June. And now it's a little later. I guess they needed time to organize how they're going to do this. It's going to be very strange.
0: What, I mean, like the thing is like you have the same level of access as anyone else right Right now. That's the thing, right?
1: Everybody's going to be equal.
0: They're not going to, nobody's going to be in the room. Are they going to be like at Tim Cook's house or
1: are they going to, I think Apple has started letting employees back to the spaceship campus. And I guess they'll practice good social distancing or get everybody tested who's going to be working on WWC to make sure nobody else gets sick. So dedicated teams, like this is the new reality we live in, right? For now it is. Um, I mean, things are sort of getting better now, a
0: little bit. Things are relaxing. Who knows? You say that, yet it's been an, uh, almost a full um, tour around the sun since I've seen you. So, you know, I got married last June. That's the last time I think I saw you.
1: Really? It's been that long and It's been a, a year, yes. Should we turn video on? No, I don't want okay. to see your face. It's, okay. it's, see, it's fine. So I, cool. I know what you look like. Aren't you glad you didn't get married this year, though? Oh, gosh,
0: I know. What's the big rumor this year for WWDC, Brian? What I hear is there's going to be a new iMac?
1: Yes, a new iMac, hopefully with no uh, horrible giant bezels that I'm staring at right now. (laughs) Um, And I don't think, though, the iMac will be the ARM Mac that they're all talking about, right? Apple has these amazing ARM chips they put into their mobile devices. And the big rumor, which I guess once you keep saying a rumor over and over again, it'll eventually come true, which is probably what's going to happen with ARM Macs. It'll likely be a
0: smaller... Uh, laptop that'll start with the ARM max and right. eventually
1: transition to everything.
0: Right, that's usually how it works. Uh you know, will we be learning about any um non-hardware things? Maybe maybe not. I mean, I've seen the leaked iOS updates. I think the updates this year are going to be more um behind the scenes
1: type things, right? They I like when Apple does the not big updates and just kind of streamline things cuz Catalina Uh, on macOS was not the best update. I waited, this is the longest I've waited for an update in the modern Mac era of free updates. Is that a problem for you? No, I don't, I mean, it's fine. It's just nice to have the newest update usually, but I was not keen on updating. I'm still having, I guess, weird Catalina issues is what I would call them. It's nothing (laughs) major, uh, but just like before recorded, I went to click the record button on, uh, uh, on Audio Hijack and I got a beach ball. It was just a few seconds of beach ball, but beach ball nonetheless. So it kind of scared you? I don't know. It's weird. Macs are weird sometimes. I mean, computers are weird. I've been I've been monitoring mine uh, having, um, I never noticed like the RPMs of the fan go up and down. They hover around like 12,000 or 12,000. That would be like a jet engine. Yeah, I was about to say that would probably deafen you. They hover around 1,200 RPM, but I always thought they stayed basically at 1,200 RPM, but I actually noticed for the first time in looking at uh, iStat menus, which this is something you have to realize only people like me would notice, right? Nobody because you love spending time on this. Yes, I look and I see, oh, look, it's at 1,201 RPMs, then it's at 1,204. But uh, I think most people would never notice that. So I'm just crazy, I guess.
0: (laughs) I mean, like I think you're also looking for things to do right now.
1: Yeah, I I have to, like, I always have to have, uh, I've mentioned this to you before, I always have to have, like, one tech thing to worry about, right? So that's my current tech thing. So the move downstairs, for example, is, like, a worry for you? Yeah, well, what if I drop my iMac, right? That would really suck, because replacing an iMac right now would not be pleasant and would be very expensive. I was about to say, it would probably take some time for you. Uh, So I looked for fun quickly, how how far away. So if I order an iMac identical to mine, it would be about two to three weeks of delivery. Like, identical in terms of, uh, where, where this 2015 iMac is in the 2020 iMacs, right? Mid-range, right. no upgrades other than a, an SSD. If I order an um, iMac Pro, though, that comes like tomorrow. But I would have to spend almost
0: $7,000. Ah, that's not too bad. <laughs> Just get another credit card. It's fine. It's fine. Listen. Yeah, it's fine. It's a trip. <laughs> Listen, I think you should think about it. Sorry, family,
1: no vacation this year. Yeah, well, I don't think you're taking a any vacation iMac. anyways, but... Well, I wouldn't be able to take a vacation, yes, but
0: this would be towards the next vacation. <laughs> listen you need to do what you need to do to survive And you got all your keyboards maybe you can start a musical side gig you know I always you always tell me I should do that but yes. I, I
1: think I'm too lazy would it be
0: I don't know if I, I uh, that's fair I I do believe that like unless there's like a, a really big need you're not going to do something yeah and,
1: and I and I, I doubt myself too in terms of like would I be able to do something that actually is good beyond
0: the stuff I do for this podcast like our theme song well yeah I was going to say you composed our theme song which I think is a great theme song so let's you know I, I think you need to a little, uh, trust yourself a little bit more here. I guess. <laughs> here I'm trying to boost you up in the middle of a pandemic. Thank and you. You shut me down. You know. Thank you. You're wonderful. <sighs> so have you been watching anything different? I,
1: I still have uh, Crave TV, which is basically Canada's equivalent to, to HBO, but actually has an HBO section. And I've been watching, um, continuing to watch Star Trek Discovery,
0: which is pretty good. Is it really? I, yeah. I dropped off after the first half season.
1: Really? Yeah, oh, I'm enjoying it. it uh, you are right. The first half season was kind of slow, but now it's been kind of cool. Some stuff with like uh, familiar characters have been coming in too. So it's right. kind of fun. Uh, have you watched Picard yet? Not yet. I'm going to finish watching this and then uh-huh. I'll watch Picard. I, I, I have trouble bouncing between different shows. You know what I mean? Like I usually just pick a show line that and stick with it. And I know I don't really need to do that because that's not how it used to work, right? You'd watch multiple shows a week uh, because that's what they would be airing weekly. But now that I have everything in one shot, it's kind of hard to do that. So I just kind of like watching one thing. It's like, I don't I don't like to read multiple books unless one is nonfiction and one is fiction. Oh, I don't mind that at all. I'm reading like three nonfiction books right now. I know. My daughter does the same thing and she's 11. I've mentioned that <laughs> twice that she's 11, but she's, uh, sometimes I think she's smarter than me. <laughs> uh, would you both take aptitude tests? I don't know. I'm not sure I I quite believe in aptitude tests. I took one once and it told me I have an IQ of 132, which seems really high because
0: I'm not that bright. See, once again, you're putting yourself down here. Like You need a little more self-esteem going on here. I guess. If people want to tweet some uh, words of encouragement to Angelo, it's Angelo (laughs) Furen on Twitter. Let him know how he's feeling. (laughs) I think you did the same thing I did
1: with Twitter, though. You kind of got rid of all the apps off your
0: phone. I, yeah, I mean, it's more so for peace of mind right now. I, You know, I'm I'm going through some stuff. That, you know, it's it's just easier to be off social media more often than not. Social media has been uh, terrible in many ways lately. I mean, like, it's it's been great and liberating in a lot of ways, but it's also been exhausting to a level that, like, has been detrimental to me, I think. Yeah, there's some good things going on in the world right now uh, coming out of terrible things. Yes, and I do hope that they continue to rise upwards and onwards uh, in ways that uh, shape our communities um, in positive and uplifting ways. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, and on that note, I guess in this uh, shorter episode, let's uh, move on to the paranormal.
0: Oh, you're, you're using my prompt now, bro. That sounds yeah. good, low. All right, there's your confidence. Yeah, see see you there, Brian.
1: Elvis Presley's most favorite sport was the sport of karate. Karate history exactly how interested was Elvis in karate.
0: Welcome back to Double Density, and as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So the first item on the docket this week is, Angelo, I have good news for you. Your friend and mine, Tom Nalong, is on the uh, To The Stars Academy Talks podcast. So he's doing three episodes on there all about data and UAPs and how hard it is to sort of figure things out um, when it comes to, you know, uh, what's in the sky and how do you uh, sort of quantify uh, what you're seeing. Do you
1: think this podcast is just going to be one big advertisement for the stuff they sell?
0: I, I mean, like, there's always a soft sell in there. Sure. I mean, the the first episode's a half hour. I'm curious to see um, how much of a sell they're doing on there. One of the guests in episode one will
1: be our friend uh, Luis Elizondo that we've uh, talked about before on the podcast who's very good at looking wistfully at Windows.
0: It's true. Also uh, is TTSA man uh, Chris Mellon who, of course, honestly, uh, also relates back to the wormholes we talked about in episode 59. So, you know, time is a flat circle and this is all that we do here. And in the third episode, um, DeLong sits down with Joe Sherman, who's a TTSA technical advisor to talk about solutions to figuring things out. I mean, like, it's an interesting take on, like, an academic-ish adjacent way of thinking about uh, UFOs and UIPs, etc. Yeah, and he has good people to pick from in terms of his staff that works there. Yeah, I mean, like, if anything, like, it's a much more well-rounded way of talking about things than we're used to from podcasts in certain ways, I guess. Are, uh, you think they're working from home? <laughs> yes, they're, one, they're working from home, and then two... Uh, there's definitely some selling going on in all of these episodes, right? I mean, like, you can't be in an organization like this without some sort of agenda. And this is growing their, en- remember their, their so called entertainment division, right? You know, the books that came out, secret machines, et cetera, right? So, yeah,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking when I mentioned of the things they'd be advertising on the show. So I feel like they're just definitely um, trying to push that a lot. Is there a TTSA compound, like a building,
0: or is there, are they literally just working from home? Uh, they have like a, they have a storefront. Storefront. <laughs> they just rented out a little place in a mall. Hold on, I'm going to type in TTSA office into... Uh, Let's see what it brings up. No, the, the Tahoe Truckee Sanitation Agency. Oh, I should probably spell it to the Stars Academy here. Live interneting, folks. A little tough. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, there's some new content out there. Tom DeLonge's a part of it. Uh, you, know, I mean, kind you never of been, found
1: that they had a storefront?
0: No, they, they, uh, they don't Nothing to. to find. So, right. you know, apart from um, these podcasts, of course, they're still kind of showing the same evidence they've been showing since, you know, 20, late 2017 here.
1: They all just kind of repeat what they have talked about before.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they, they have the arts parts, the Lyndon Moulton Howe's supposed, like, Roswell parts, right? Yes, because she's such a trustworthy source. Did you know uh, that uh, Lyndon Moulton Howe competed in the Miss America pageant? Um, what? As a former Miss Boise and Miss Idaho. I had no idea that Surprise, a former beauty queen. That is one of the things that I actually read um, when I was doing some research on something else that I wanted to talk about. So yeah, uh, that's an interesting side note that uh, leads us uh, nowhere. No, it just it's a fun facts for the day. Yes, exactly. Here's yeah, your double density fun fact of the day. New segment on the podcast. Exactly. So you want to put it in a, you know, some kind of air horn or a bumper or some kind of like fanfare for me, please, by all means, Angelo, go ahead. Great. Um, so let us talk about something that we often talk about here on Double Density, and that is the uh, idea of belief, right? The idea of believing in UFOs in this case. Our favorite um, topic. We just talked about how TTSA is going to repeat things. We
1: love to repeat how much we uh, believe in talking about beliefs.
0: So uh, we uh, decided to mine, uh, you know, as our welcome back episode, we decided to uh, visit Old Faithful, the UFOs subreddit, um and uh, user Doctor Mibbles posted uh, the following: Following this sub has made me less inclined to believe in UFOs, and I kind of find that interesting.
1: He's had the same sort of revelation I had in the early two thousands when I started frequenting uh, internet uh, forums like the Paracast forum, which you mentioned last episode too, uh, where I was like more of a believer once I started, once I went on that website, and then
0: uh, reading into it, I realized, oh, there's very little in any all of the in any of this. It's true. It's, uh, and it's especially funny because given the context, it's sort of a different context than you're used to in terms of like people on the UFO subreddit post a lot of, um, um, uh, to the, of the moment videos, right? Like live stuff that they've seen. They're trying to figure out what it is versus you, which has to deal with more of the, the measured and historical stuff from like 20 years ago. Right. Cause like people weren't using their phones and posting things um, instantly to, to an internet forum. Right.
1: No, now anybody that's, and look, we've always said that it's great that people have cameras in their pockets to be able to capture these things, even though there's nothing of of substance being captured. Which I think uh, Rob called me out on that uh, on a recent episode of, uh, oh, I think where you were talking about Fire in the Sky, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Um, I, I, I totally get what he's saying, right? It's kind of hard to get a good shot of anything. The thing is, is you know we're capturing in 4K a video. You should get something viewable if you can see with your eyes. Your phone can probably see it, uh, sort of as well. And nothing, like I, I want to say, really nothing compelling has come since the age of uh, really good video on phones. Yeah. Uh, once again, it's uh,
0: you know what I say about that, right? Well, the aliens made the phone. so they exactly, yes, exactly. It's a it's a it's a very clear through line from alien to um, alien tech. Given to humans, human tech, back engineering, um, cell phone technology, microwave technology. They
1: they gifted us with these amazing pocket computers with amazing cameras, um, but it's more for taking pictures of our kids and pretty flowers than it is to taking videos of UFOs. It's more well suited, yes. Have but what, looking- okay, wait, Brian. You know what? Though this doesn't explain why we still don't get good pictures of Bigfoot and chupacabra and all these things. Are the aliens? connected to them too
0: (laughs) so you're just basically saying that like it's a large cabal of uh, um, you know paranormal paranormal, uh, um, entities who exist uh, as part of a whole a paranormal cabal okay so check this out Angela right you ready for this always Uh, sometimes people make the fallacy that uh, a lot of these creatures uh, aren't learning right because the thing is that we as humans can learn and evolve why can't these creatures learn to um, evolve in different ways to avoid um, these kinds of tech
1: a chupacabra cloaking device maybe
0: yeah, well, not necessarily a cloaking device, but more so like an inability, inability to understand like where things are and sort of like dodge.
1: So it would be roaming around in the trash, eating
0: goats or whatever, and then
1: as soon as it saw somebody with a camera would hide? Or it, it knows the smell of humans? Oh, well, that, that is actually way more likely than a, than exactly. a cloak of invisibility.
0: Because, you know, a lot of these animals seem to be um, predator-like, right? Like the copper especially. Not necessarily Bigfoot. I think a Bigfoot eats out of uh, necessity um, and less so out of a ravenous desire to, to exist, right? And yeah, like, I mean, I know there are foxes where I live around sometimes,
1: but I don't see them very often. And I don't, and much rarely do I ever capture them on video or whatever. So I guess it's possible there's things running around that people just see out of the corner of their eye or see very quickly fleeting and... Uh, then they don't capture them on video, right? So I think that makes more sense. But you know, when people talk about a UFO that they saw in the sky for seven hours, and then they get nothing. Well, no, it's it's usually a streetlight. Remember that we covered that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know which UFO I wish we had better pictures of <laughs> which is one? the uh, O'Hare one, the one mm. that you know that was floating over O'Hare for so long and then yeah. went through the clouds and left like a hole in the clouds. Yeah. There's nothing. I've I've looked into that so many times to see if I can find anything of interest, and there's nothing uh, except uh, what's his name. Bruce Mack could be talking about it.
0: Right. So you're talking about the 2006 one? Yes. I thought it was 2005, but yeah, maybe 2006. No, it's 2006. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did double check because I was going to say 2005 too. So. See. So maybe you and I start. Uh, you know, you need to start crowdfunding for a uh, trip to O'Hare. How does that sound? We'll go out to Chicago together right now. Um, you know, hit. Uh, you know, kick the old tire. See what's going on. Not yet. First of all, we're not allowed. We
1: can't, leave, we can't cross the border, Brian. I can right. make it
0: happen. You can make it happen? You know somebody? I, I can make it happen.
1: Well, if we go to Chicago, there's the Chicago Magic Lounge that I'd like to go to as well.
0: <laughs> so we're just going to make the, the whole trip into things that we both love. Some good restaurants, too, in Chicago. What would you eat there? A deep dish pizza? Apparently, they're good, right? <laughs> I've never actually had one, so uh, I've never been to Chicago proper. Uh, I've actually flown through O'Hare, I can tell you that. And did you see a UFO? I did not. Sadly, I mean, I was also spending most of my time not looking outside. Right. So. Okay. Well, let's let's get back to Doctor Mibbles over here. He brings up some
1: really good points about the videos that uh, have been posted to, uh, well, anywhere on the internet, including the UFO subreddit. Right. He says, one, the objects move at a drone
0: capable speed. Correct. Okay. Also, there's no um, point of reference a lot of the time, right? Yeah, he doesn't actually mention that, does he? No. But it is another point that's sort of tangential to the rest of them.
1: And it's the one we often bring up, is if you're videoing something, try not to just video the sky, right? Try to get a point of reference with trees or mountains or whatever, so you kind of know. Um, Two, he says there are no truly hard, sharp, right-angled turns. Or left-angled,
0: I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) No, I'm kidding, uh, right? That's a joke. (laughs) I was going to let that go, but because it was such a dad joke, but I I see that you laughed at yourself, so I need to acknowledge it. But yeah, I mean, the thing is a lot of these sort of like um, are almost like loping, right? The way that they, they move. Almost floating like, uh, like uh, lanterns or balloons
1: sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says also there's no rapid acceleration or deceleration that a drone could not achieve. Now he's he's kind of convinced they're all drones, though seemingly here. Right, uh, and obviously a lot of the videos we've had since 2008 and uh, past ones we had all. I mean, 2008 really was when we started getting cameras and phones. Right, like the iPhone didn't have a video camera the first um, the first iPhone round, but like in 2008, 2009, a lot of phones started getting decent video cameras. Even at that point, there were no uh, drones really
0: that were commercially available. No, there weren't. Right, and if they were, they were very expensive. Yeah, and I actually don't, I think they were more uh, military grade at that point. See, but that, that that comes to my point, right? Of like we've discussed in this past, uh, the idea of the military tech being a decade advanced to what the public has access to. So, who knows what the military has right now that we we don't know that will be coming forth on the market within the next like ten years?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then again, number four, they're all conveniently small, drone-sized balls of light, right? So he is convinced now that basically the vast majority of videos are drones. And I'm I'm less convinced they're drones and more convinced they're
0: misidentified aircraft or any celestial bodies. So let me ask you this. Should we, um, in home ec class, have a, a whole class dedicated to spotting things in the sky? Hmm. I guess it could be like a, a section in astronomy class. Yes. I mean, I guess we could uh, talk that into... But what high school has an astronomy class? It's true. So home ec slash... Uh, capturing paranormal Well, like things. a life skills class, right? Like, you know, like a lot of people are climbing and I, I do agree more seriously with this. Like uh, there needs to be a class that teaches you about um, investments and um, how to do your taxes and things like that. And then you can have like a fun class where you kind of explain. a oh, media like, class maybe. Yeah, like a different, like a media literacy class almost, yeah. Yeah, uh, how not to shoot in portrait. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just thinking, you know, out loud right now that perhaps, you know, that could be folded into the end of the semester. Yeah, for sure.
1: So um, so he continues again here about, he's really on the drone thing, right? He talks about how, you know, you just take a drone and stick some LEDs on it and then you have a credible explanation for the most uprated videos on this sub. And
0: uh, he's not wrong. No, I mean, the thing is, if we decide to look at the first page, that like a lot of the videos that are on there that aren't news articles, definitely. Uh, here. Okay, so like, let's just pull this one out, right? So I recorded this about three years ago in Monroeville, PA. We had just left them all.
1: Yeah, it's right there. Uh, it just got posted five minutes ago, actually. So let's, let's
0: watch it together. Okay, hold on a sec. Yes, that's what I thought. Okay, so Monroeville, Mon- Monroeville uh, PA is the um, uh, setting uh, where they shot Dawn of the Dead 1978, George Romero. Oh, cool. So maybe
1: seeing a zombie, he's not. It's just something in the sky. All right, you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it.
0: All right, let's check this out. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here sitting there it could be a blimp easily he's he is doing
1: a good job of videoing it though right like yes, you, have there's a, you have a perspective reference yeah so this is one of the better videos i've seen and it now if that thing just shoots out up into the sky that uh, that'll
0: be impressive i agree but it doesn't seem to be no it's that.
1: just i think it's either a slow-moving craft uh, like a, a or, or an airplane
0: that's really far away hold on i got 10 seconds left yeah, it just seems like it just um, is a a, a, a craft fl- flying away. Yeah. Do you see how he uploaded this thing? Like yes. Going back to
1: the text section, yeah. why did he record his screen of a video he has on his... C-
0: I don't know. It's a good question. It's a really good question. Do you want to go ahead and uh, leave that as a comment? If you look at 48 seconds, right? Look, mm-hmm. he. it looks like it was from something else. Like he... It was... Oh, from, he opened it up. He, it was in another app, like a Google Drive yeah. did he opened up. Yeah. Yeah weird. Interesting. I don't know.
1: People don't, like, okay, how to use your internet
0: devices. Maybe it should be another class we take. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that these are, are valid points to be made. Uh, also, you had another valid point to make that you left in the notes, so I'll let you get to that. Well,
1: okay. I was listening to uh, one of our favorite podcasts, uh, ATP, and John Syracuse had mentioned how when he was a kid, he had hoped for a day when everybody would have devices in their pockets where they could capture the paranormal stuff he would read about uh, as a kid. Like he probably, he's he's a little bit older than me, so he probably had the same books in his libraries with the, the mysteries of the unknown, the UFO right. books and all that stuff, right? So he talked about how it would be amazing if we had these things and they would be documented at that point. And he said, now that we have these cameras, they're not being documented because they're still not getting captured on video. But he said what we are able to document is something else that was hidden from society is all the horrible police brutality we're seeing how that's been coming up because that's way more important than anything paranormal and obviously it was being hidden in the past because nobody really had cameras on it it started and i think you mentioned on the podcast too it um it started with ronnie king where somebody had an actual old-fashioned video camera but why is this stuff being captured and not uh, paranormal. Well, it's because this stuff is actually happening and paranormal stuff probably isn't. That probably made your heart sing when you heard that. About paranormal stuff not happening? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish it was more
0: paranormal stuff happening and less of this horrible stuff. I agree. Uh, I have lots of thoughts that uh, you'd need to bleep out because everything makes me uh, so angry uh, in this world right now in terms of injustices. So I'm just not going to... Say anything for the uh, safety and benefit of our listeners because it'll just be like two straight minutes of me um, swearing up a storm against a lot of um, different kinds of establishments out there. Yeah, we're we're
1: outside looking in on this because we're, um,
0: it's not wrong to say we're privileged white guys, right? Exactly. And the thing is, I understand that and I'm an ally and I um, conduct my way, life in such a way that I'm here um, for marginalized groups that uh, definitely it's time for better representation all over the place, um, including in the, uh, you know, uh, military industrial complex, the prison industrial complex, um, you know, uh, crime and safety, things like that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't help also that we live in a province where our uh, minister is talking about, which is kind of like our governor, I think we talked about this before, but he's talking about how there's no
0: racism here in this mm, province when mm. his party
1: literally passed the most racist law I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> You're right. Uh, forbidding the uh, wear of religious gerb, um when you are working um, in certain uh, occupations related really to the state. Yeah, it's the
1: irony of that statement. Uh, I, I, I wonder if he even thought of it.
0: Probably not, but I think he needs to tell himself these things to get through his day.
1: You know, I, sometimes I wonder if the whole um, not wearing a face mask thing here in Quebec was because of that, and they didn't want to look like
0: fools. Uh, perhaps. Um, but coming back to uh, talking about the paranormal, I wanted to actually touch on something that I forgot to bring up. Uh, when we talked about the cancel of like a, the cabal of like paranormal people, where do they meet, Angelo?
1: Well, they probably have a vortex they go through, so would they would start in Sedona. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a representative from Bigfoot, Chupacabra, the Greys, the lizard people, uh, the I was aliens say, that took uh, Travis Walton. <laughs> I was going to say, perhaps they meet under the Denver International Airport. That's another great place, actually, because
0: then they could get the uh, people from the NWO involved. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone, you know, it's David Icke's wet dream kind of like coalescing all in one place. Yeah. Prince Charles, Obama. All the reptiles. W. All the reptiles. Yep. I think this is a good place to call it quits for episode 142 of the double density podcast. You can find us over on Twitter, double underscore density. You can find me on Twitter, Brian hasty, Angelo at Angelo Furen. you can also find us over on Instagram at double density podcast. Maybe I'll post some pictures. uh, If I get that office up and running, I'll post some nice pictures of that. I would like that very much. Angelo. Um, You know, people can also, uh, you know, write a review for us if they'd like. Tell us yeah. we're doing a good or bad job. We'll, we'll take even it. read it on the air, Brian. Good or bad. Good or like a, a very middling review. Yeah. Bad. I don't know. Don't write anything bad. We're nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Going back to the tech segment talking about your self-esteem, I think we need only good reviews, right? Now. Yes, please. Yes. Oh, Angela, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, with that, everyone should tune in next episode as we try to decipher who exactly we should be socking into. Sock it to me.
1: Yeah, we're like doing our... Hold on, I sound like Kermit the Frog. <clears throat> Sorry. Kermit D'Angelo <laughs> here.